the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Association and this. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chris, and how are you today? Well, as you recall, last week we had the box of lights, and the over-under was whether or not I was going to put them up or not. Uh, I see that you haven't opened up your lights yet no. to put on your, put on your bushes. But I'm the shame of the neighborhood. Everyone else is looking really good, and I'm, I'm like bah humbug. So well, I know you're, I know you're, you're not bah humbug. No. You're just busy. <laughs> just busy. That's I like, okay. I knew I liked you for some reason. They're, they're, That's you know. okay. Yep, absolutely. There you go. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to listen. Uh, welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C. and Baltimore area, as well as our listeners for the last few years on Sirius XM, Channel 131 XM, uh, Coast to Coast and Border to Border. So uh, as well as our listeners and our watchers on YouTube, you know, we're streaming live now, LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube. You can sort of come on in and, and just sort of see how the, uh, uh, the, the radio show's done from, from this uh, perspective in uh, three different studios and whatever it may be uh, all around the country with, with what's going on with uh, COVID-19 and everything. Speaking of that, <clears throat> you know, this past week in the markets, we had uh, some very interesting things. You know, this market is pushing up, up, up in a way, it seems like. Getting a lot of calls from people asking, you know, Larry, is this market too high? What do you think? What are your thoughts? And, and a lot of this market movement lately has been based off of anticipation of COVID uh, stimulus relief. You know, and and when you take a look at this, we've seen some markets really. St- we've seen the market starting to really try to move around a lot. Ten-year note has shot shot up from uh, 0.86 to 0.95, which is good. It's showing that people are starting to trust the market more. You know, even though it's at these high levels, and it's all based off of stimulus. You know, we had a jobs report this past week that showed, you know, we only, we only brought on 245,000 new jobs nationwide in November, and that was a result of spikes in COVID-19. Uh, 
And, and so that puts more pressure on Congress to really be able to say, hey, you know what? We need a package. We might need a bigger package. We need a quicker package coming to the market. And that was the surge that, that, that we've seen over, over, over the last several uh, trading sessions in, in, in the market, you know? You know, Larry, I, I noticed that also, if you haven't seen it, they're actually starting to get some of the vaccines out to the states now, little by little. How, what's the catch-up time on that, do you think, before we start seeing a, a little response from the economy? Well, you know, the, the, well, the economy and the markets run at two different paces. You know, the market is always ahead of the economy. The market's a forward-looking indicator, whereas the economy, you know, puts out its numbers every day, you know, and the market's grading them in anticipation going up and down. So, so in my opinion, the vaccine, which has been, you know, it, it, it looks like in Europe they're going to release it first. And, and uh, the vaccine, Chris, is really part of the solution. It, now, it's a big part of the solution. Don't get me wrong. It's a very big part of it, obviously, but it is only part of the solution. The economy, in my opinion, Chris, is not going to be fully open again until we really start to see, well, more airline travels and those planes full. You know, because the question becomes this, you know, somebody who has an underlying health condition, are they confident that the person in the movie theater sitting next to them has been vaccinated? Are they confident that the person who was in the hotel restaurant before they went down for the breakfast buffet, have they been vaccinated? That's where we're going to have to see it. So, so that's going to be a little bit of a lag that we see, and that'll come in the second half of next year, you know, and the, and the backdrop for the markets next year look pretty strong with all the stimulus and things like that. You know, the law. Lawmakers this past week are talking about $908 billion package. They still have some sticking points on it, though. Aid for local governments, uh, state and local governments, and protection for liability for businesses are, are remaining a stumbling block in all of this, too. So we'll have to wait and see. I think everybody's in agreement that we're going to have, have more stimulus. I think we're going to continue to see more stimulus as time goes on into 2021. You know, and I'm in the camp of saying, you know, let's get this thing healed and back, but not too much stimulus. And, and that's a that's a tightrope of, of a walk right there, you know, because we are spending our kids and grandkids money. Well, we've already spent that a long time ago, but, you know, we've got to have some sort of uh, responsibility to it. Yet at the same time, we also want to be able to help provide opportunity, aid, support, help, whatever you want to call it, to families and businesses that really need it, mm. you know. And, and so I think they've done a great job thus far in the few stimulus packages that they've had already in 2021. I'm sorry, in 2020. And, and then, you know, we'll end the year strong here with this one as well. So, um, you know, another, another thing, too, is, is, is uh, with the markets being this high, and by high, I mean everybody's happy. You know, the Dow's at 30,000, the S&P's at 3,600, the NASDAQ's at 12,400, and all this kind of stuff. You know, you, you have to take a look at the value of these stocks. Are they overvalued or are they undervalued? And right now, stocks are definitely overvalued. You know, we've got a P.E. ratio, forward-looking P.E. ratio of almost 26. 16 is the mean, so we're almost two times the standard deviation. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking Wall Street, okay? Um, basically, the, the, the stocks are expensive now, and we've been getting a lot of questions, emails, conversations, you know, the past handful of weeks with clients. If you're going to implement new money right now, because here's the deal with all of this, you, you know, you're seeing, you know, when, when you take a look at the backdrop of, of um, a very accommodative Federal Reserve, 
you take a look at, at the vaccine on the horizon, which is going to broaden the, the, the overall recovery in the U.S. and around the world. Then you take a look at, at the U.S. having a split Congress, which right now, if, if the uh, Republicans remain uh, in control of the Senate, then Congress is split. And Wall Street always likes a split Congress, right? So, so just for all kinds of political reasons and things like that, that we're not going to get into on this show. And I know you want to, Chris, but we're not going to get into it itch, on itch, this. Itch, you know. Yep, I hear you. So, so you know, with the backdrop of corporate earnings continuing to to improve, unemployment numbers continuing to tick down. You know, unemployment rate did tick down last week to six point seven percent, which is is very very strong. And 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 you're just looking at a very nice solid backdrop for the markets to continue to surge on next year. Now, we'll have some volatility along the way. So that's why the markets are so high right now. They're sort of pulling forward into this year, next year's corporation earnings, next year's expansion with the vaccine and the opening of the economy and things like that. So, so that's what we're seeing right now. So in this case, if you're looking into you know, what we call the post-COVID economics, the post-COVID economy, and you want to start putting new money to work right now, you know, then you, you really want to take a look at doing dollar cost averaging, which is putting in the same amount of money into the same quality investments, uh, but doing it over a period of time. The markets will have an adjustment. They, 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 they are high. You know, and, and, and maybe I'm wrong, okay? Maybe they'll just keep on cruising up. But, you I know, don't think, tr- see, trees last, don't grow to the sky. The last time you were wrong, were wrong was 22 years ago, something like that? Yeah, you I don't know right. about that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, right? So, so really, um, but, but at, at market levels of this high, the best way to get in is to do dollar cost averaging, which is just simply, this is if you're putting in new money. You know, just buy it periodically, once a month, once a quarter, whenever you're doing it. And then when you do see some dips, some opportunities, then drop some in. So, so uh, you know, lots of positive people coming out of the woodwork for predictions next year in 2021 on where they think the markets are going to be. And, you know, I hope they're all right because uh, it's it, it looks like it could be shaping up to a very, very nice uh, market year next year with the expansion, the vaccine, corporate earnings continue to rise, especially if Congress does remain split, then we know most likely our corporations will enjoy a very nice competitive landscape as far as taxes go, down at 21% from 35 before for at least two more years. So, so that looks all, all, all good and, and, and positive as far as all that goes. So I always like to open up the show each week with a little bit of market talk, a little bit of Wall Street-isms and things of that nature. You know, we're here to tr- help provide you with financial education uh, from a biblical perspective perspective as well you know make sure that we understand who owns it and controls it and what our role is with it all you know back in in deuteronomy back in deuteronomy right like i'm talking like you know history lesson here right but in deuteronomy chapter eight you know god goes on to say you may say in verse 17 you may say my power and strength in my hands have produced this wealth for me but remember the lord your god uh, is the one who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so he confirms it in his covenant, uh, which he swore with your ancestors, uh, as it is today. If you ever forget the Lord, your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, then I testify you against you that you will surely be destroyed. 
Like the nations, the Lord has destroyed before, so you will be destroyed for not obeying the Lord your God. And just think about that. You know, God provides everything. In verse 16, I didn't read that. He went, you know, um, it it, it goes on to say, you know, how God provided uh, manna in the wilderness for the Israelites and things like that. So he provides, he gives us the ability, and, and we need to in turn worship and put him first, Amen. you know, and then that's in everything in our life. You know, and we talk a lot about money and wealth and accumulation of this, that, and the other and taxes and income and estate planning and all that kind of stuff here. But we've got to keep it centered and focused on the Lord. Well, on Jesus with, with, without a doubt there. So I always like to start the show off with a little bit of wall street, what's happened in the markets, what we see down the road and around the corner a little bit. Let's open up the phone lines, Chris. It's open mic Saturday. Give us a call at eight, five, five rows, one, Two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. We'll be back next uh, in, in just a moment with more making money sense. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. LarryRosenthal.tv if you'd like to watch us here on YouTube, as well as we're streaming live on MakingMoneySense.com. We're just everywhere here, Larry. We're, <laughs> we've got lots of stuff happening. We are. We're going, you know, lots of stuff. It is, definitely. Speaking definitely. of lots of stuff, we had a great webinar just the other day. That was so much fun. A lot of people came in. We did, Chris. It was it was a, it was very exciting. We had people from all over the country on our webinar. Uh, you, again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and check it out. We'll be coming up with more webinars in January. Here, we we uh, like to provide education for people, but we had hundreds and hundreds of people from across the country on it all uh, on the webinar uh, la- this this week here. 
We had, uh, it was all on Roth conversions, the do's and don'ts behind it all, who should convert, who shouldn't, how you go about doing series of little conversions and things like that. And, and um, I didn't think that, you could talk for an hour on that, but boy, there was quite a lot of material. There is more material there that we could have brought in, you know. But, you know, I don't, I, you know, again, these webinars, we, we, we don't want to, you know, make it a three-hour thing where people get the glazed donut look either, you know, and, and not, not at all. We want to we'll keep it light <laughs> and happy and fun and just kind of go from there. You see Bob's so. expressions? <laughs> yeah, yeah Bob's like, news. donuts, okay, give me a donut. Where's the donut, right? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So. Hey, let's welcome Don on the line from Virginia. Good morning, Don. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Uh, quick question. Um, this week I'm having um, – my 401s for my company cashed out, so I should begin to check this week. I'm taking to him. I'm an investment guy, and um, he's talking we're going to allocate it in, I guess, at one point it said like one lump sum, but I think we ought to do it, you know, bit by bit. But the second question, the main one was, uh, why is it that people don't manage Roth accounts? Is that a good idea or a bad idea? If you're doing your IRAs, why aren't you doing a Roth account that way? If you have an investment guy manage it for you. You should be managing it. Let, let, I hear two questions. How do you implement new money into the market, right? And then the second one is, why is your Roth IRA being neglected? Right. I don't know why it's being neglected. It shouldn't be. It should be actively managed just like everything else, you know. The Roth IRA has investments inside of it, Don, and it mm -hmm. has some tax advantages along the way. It needs to be managed from the tax perspective as well as the investments. Ultimately, that Roth IRA is going to serve a couple of purposes. One, it's going to create wealth for yourself down the road so that you and your, your family can enjoy some tax-free income. And then, two, pass those assets on to your heirs. So that money needs to be in a position where it's growing to accomplish a, a, a nest egg, and then that nest egg needs to be turned into an income production scenario for your family to supplement retirement income and then pass assets on to your heirs uh, tax-free. So, so it needs to be managed. I don't know why it's not. It, it should be. But the, second, but the first question you asked is, you know, your, your 401K is cashing out. You're going to do a lump sum transfer into an IRA or something of that nature, right? And, okay. and your investment person's saying you should put it all in now, um, but the markets are at all-time all high. Maybe you should dollar cost average in. Here's my question, okay? Mm -hmm. Is the money currently invested in the 401K, or is it sitting in a money market account? Coming out of the company's um, 401 and IRAs into the company, the new um, investment guys, we set up an IRA what, what Thursday, I think it was, so they're going to be going into that. So it's coming from a 401 company, 401 into the IRA. Yes, yeah, I, I, I understand that. But within the company 401k plan, what's it invested in? In other words, if you have money that's been sitting in cash, let's suppose, you know, I have no idea, so I'll just make up oh, a no, couple scenarios. Really cash. Okay, so, so I. I don't have a problem right now since the money has been in the market in the 401K throughout the year and okay. moving it to an IRA, staying in the market. That's fine. That's not implementing new money out of bank accounts or things like that. Now, on the other hand, if you're going to take some of the bonds that are inside the 401K, the bond mutual funds, right. and move them over to equity-based mutual funds, there you want to do some dollar cost averaging. So as long okay. as you're mapping it over like to like, you're actually selling high in the 401k and buying high in the IRA. I'm okay with that. All right? Okay, uh, so I, 
okay, I just realized that because everything is being sold over, they'll be going into a money market fund that way. The only thing that's not being sold is that I have um, Northrop Grumman stocks that they allow me to transfer that over from Northrop to the to the management firm and let them keep an eye on that. So I'm guessing everything else is being sold, and then it's going to be coming into a money market fund, and then it has to go out. So it would be cash. Hmm. Depends on how long it's, it's sitting in there. So yeah, well, we might. This you might can move it you, over. Yeah, you know what? You know what I want to do, Don. If if you want, I'm going to have one of our advisors reach out to you and get a little bit more specifics and details so that I can give you much more of an accurate answer. Is that okay? Sure, that'd be fine. Yeah, let me go ahead and put you on hold here, and we'll have someone give you a ring next week and talk to you about the rollover, and also talk to you too about not having your Roth IRA neglected in the management uh, scheme of things. You know, it should all be in one financial plan. If you want to go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and take a look at the video on the front page right there, you'll see how it's all how it all should be put together in, in a financial plan, okay? I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold here, Don, and uh, Bob will get some information from you, and we'll have someone reach out to you and, and sort of dive down and maybe give you some guidance on all that. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening of making money sense the larry rosenthal show go ahead and give us a ring at 855 rose 123 that's 855-767-3123 one of the things that i wanted to talk about today chris was you know the nine reasons there's several reasons nine reasons or so that people fail financially in retirement one of them is procrastination right and and uh we all know that none of us procrastinate so we'll just jump right down to number two well, maybe we won't. We'll wait a while, and then we'll get to number two. How's that go. sound, yeah. right? Okay. Or maybe next week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, failure to set fear, uh, clear financial goals. This, this uh, I, I just want to use this, this last caller that we just had in talking about this. You know, he's, he's talking about he's got, he's got a, some money over here, and he's got money in a Roth IRA. He's, he's, he's transferring things, but he's feeling that, that not all of his different investments are being watched, managed, taken care of. You know, when you're talking about setting clear financial goals and objectives, and, and I always talk about this in December every year because that's when people say, hey, you know what, let's change the batteries in the smoke detectors, right, and let's redo our financial plan and make sure, you know, do an annual review and Put stuff like that. Put up your Christmas lights, maybe. <laughs> Put up your Christmas lights, Chris. Open the box is the first step, you know, but there's, by, by the way, there, there's, there's reasons people fail each year in their Christmas decorations, and number one is procrastination. We've got How's nine that of those. <laughs> oh, no. Lots of fun here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, seriously, setting clear financial goals and objectives, you've got to really start thinking about this question. You know, what's my timeline between now and when I'm going to start needing to receive income back once I stop working. Because one day, all of us are either going to not be able to go to work or we're not going to be invited back to work, right? And at that particular point, we're going to need our assets to provide an income stream for us in order to, to supplement our retirement needs. So we need to have clear financial goals and objectives on all of that. Uh, we also need to... to, to uh, Establish plans, build out the financial plan with it all. You know, and, and today it's, it's kind of interesting when you take a look at, at where we are with the markets being as high as they are and talking about sequencing risk, sequencing risk of rates of return. 
we, we've, we've talked about this in the past before, and, and when, when you're looking at, at the markets at a high one of the, or, or at a low, one of the biggest risks you have is something called sequencing of returns. In other words, when the markets dip down, which isn't today, obviously, and you're still withdrawing money out, you're taking money out in market lows, and that makes your hurdle rate a lot higher in order to get back to where you were before the market dropped down. So be thinking about this when you're looking at, at withdrawing money in retirement years. You want to be thinking about sort of a bucket theory. You know, I've got a bucket of money within my invest. So, so, so you have your investment account, and then inside your investment account, there's different investments, stocks, mutual funds, bonds, UITs, whatever they may be, right? And so now you're, you're saying, okay, this pile of money within my account is designed to give me income between now and the next three years, one to three years. And then this asset, this pile of money is designed to continue to grow for four to seven, eight years, and then eight years down the road as far as that goes in the, in the, in the other pile of, of investments inside. That's how you have to sort of bifurcate your, your uh, investments inside, sort of divide them up into time frames and have the appropriate investments in there because as the markets swing high up and down, you know, it could be tough if the sequencing of your returns is not working well on your time frame, you know, and, and that, that's just it. Because during your retirement years, people don't, people don't understand this, but a lot of times during your retirement years, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of retirement life, the markets are going to go up and down. Taxes are going to go up and down. Interest rates are going to go up and down. And you need to have your sequencing returns really packed in there pretty well. We're going to have to take a quick break here. Go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, if you like. Check us out on YouTube, LarryRosenthal.tv. You can watch us streaming live, the radio show. We'll be making some more announcements next week on our next webinar series in January. Very excited about that. Uh, we're still debating over a couple different programs that we're going to do, but stay tuned. And these webinars are free. They're available to people all across the nation in the, in the uh, convenience of your own home, just checking it all out. So, But give us a ring this morning. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all on any subject matter, state planning, taxes, mortgages, interest rates, 401K plans, Roth IRA, should I be buying stock now? What does the post-COVID economy look like, and are my investments aligned in such a manner to take advantage of the post-COVID economy? Whatever your questions are today, give us a ring at 855 855- Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'll be back in a moment with more making money sense. Wonderful time of the year with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. It's 2020, and there are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. 
CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Just makes you want to sing, doesn't it? 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. We've got some lines available for you to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. And that, again, is 855-767-3123. Larry? Excellent, Chris. Love the Christmas music. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. No you know, Christmas we should try lights? Christmas in July and see what happens then, right? <laughs> Maybe I'll put my Christmas lights up in July. <laughs> All right. Definitely, definitely. Um, hey, so, you know, we've talked in the past about product diversification. So think about this. Inside your investment accounts, whether it's a non-IRA account, an IRA account, your 401k account, whatever it may be, you want to have product diversification, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, cash, ETFs, ETNs, UITs. Today I want to talk a little bit about closed-end mutual funds. A lot of people don't know that there's two types of mutual funds out there. There's open-end mutual funds, which, by the way, are the most popular one out there that most people own. And then there's closed-end mutual funds. So what's the difference? What's the difference in, in uh, the experience of the investor? What's the difference in taxes? What's the difference in income distribution? What's the difference in volatility and growth? Lots of differences there. You know, every product out there, again, whether it's an ETF or an ETN, a UIT, a closed or open-ended mutual fund, they all have different objectives. They all have different pros and cons associated with them. So an open-ended mutual fund, which is what most people own, they're in your 401ks, you know, the government TSP, the whole nine yards, that's what most people own. When you say, hey, I want to buy a mutual fund, everybody assumes you're getting a, an open-ended mutual fund. And an open-ended mutual fund works like this. You put money into it, and you own a whole bunch of shares, right? And then when you decide you want to cash out, the mutual fund redeems those shares back from you. They just buy them right back from you. The difference here is in a closed-end fund, they issue a finite, a certain amount of shares. So when you buy money, when you put money into a closed-end mutual fund, right, your, your value is going to go up and down in the market just like in an open-ended mutual fund. It goes up and down in the market. But the difference here is when you want to sell out of a closed-end mutual fund, somebody in the secondary market is going to buy it from you, just like a stock. If you bought a stock from a company, 
right? You're not giving that company your money. You're buying that, well, unless you're doing it before public offering, but that's a whole other story. You're buying that stock from somebody else who wants to sell it. Maybe there's somebody in Denver, Colorado, who says, hey, I want to sell five shares of my stock. And somebody in Butte, Montana says, all right, I want to buy five shares of that stock. And then they happen. They do it right then and there. Just like a closed-end mutual fund. A closed-end mutual fund, the investor says, I want to get out of it now, so somebody else in the secondary market is going to go ahead and buy it, which presents market risk or gain opportunity. Because if the underlying values, if the underlying holdings, the stocks and things inside that closed-end mutual fund are actually trading upward at a premium price, you'll get a premium versus the true value of the, of the stocks. On the other hand, if it's trading below, you'll get a discount uh, purchase or sale, I should say. So one of the things about closed-end mutual funds that they're known for is they tend to have a little more volatility than regular mutual funds, but they tend to give a higher payout ratio as far as dividends go. You know, you might take your typical garden variety S&P 500 mutual fund and might be paying roughly 1.7 to 2.1% dividend rate, where your closed-end funds might be paying a little bit higher. You know, there's no guarantees on any of these numbers, but a closed-end fund might be giving you 4, 5, or 6% dividends. And if you stop and think about this, what's the primary investment objective of someone who says, I need income from my investments? And the objective is... Income first, growth second. So if you have the objective of having your income first and then the the investment goes up and down on your monthly statement, who really cares if it's really up high or if it's really down low as long as it's giving you the income stream that you need? And that's the primary objective here of these closed-end mutual funds. Sort of an often overlooked type of an investment, but in today's marketplace, it's very, very interesting to see the yields on these since we are living in what's called a yield-starved environment. You know, bond funds, we've got the 10-year bond at 0.96. People are saying that, that through 2021, the 10-year bond may get as high as one and a quarter, maybe one and a half. Okay, so you're talking about interest rates at at banks remaining low for a few more years. The Federal Reserve's already come out and said, hey, here's our hand of cards. We're not going to be raising rates anytime soon. That's got to bode well for the housing market, no? It's going to, that's one of the reasons you're seeing that, you know, the, the housing market right now, Chris, is just on fire. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it for two reasons. One, the accommodation of interest rates being extremely low right now. And two, the, a, a good number of workers are leaving the city and going to the suburbs or going to resort areas and buying all over the place because they have the ability to continue to work from home in this post-COVID economy. And so that, that's just a very, very good thing. Uh, you know, from from that standpoint. On the other hand, if you're looking to get into the housing market, it's <laughs> kind of tough right now. You yeah. know, and, uh, so so you know, there's pros and cons to it. And and coming out of this, we have to understand that there is going to be a different post-COVID economy, no doubt about it. And you really need to make sure your your accounts and things are are positioned for it. Uh, are we know, ever so, going to get back to the same way we were before, or are we just now permanently changed from many people working from home and staying out of those large groups of people or large office buildings? 
Chris, in my opinion, we'll see similarities, but we're not going back. Mm. We have accelerated technological changes in business and, and personal communications, the delivery of products and services. We have accelerated it now eight to ten years faster. Wow. Okay, the, you know, just you know, uh, the the last couple of years, doctors were experimenting around with telemed services. Okay, it's active, it's functioning, and it's not going back. Yeah, I actually right had a doctor's now. appointment, uh, a virtual one, the other day. It was kind of interesting. There you go. Okay, in 2019, you would have taken time off of work, yep. gone to the doctor's office, right? Okay. A- Do you think that's going to go back? Probably, Probably not. not. Yeah. Probably not. You take a look at at the ease of shopping here now for your your main household items, you know, things of that nature, the delivery systems that that are in place right now through different big box stores starting to deliver all this stuff. That's not changing. Okay, there's a lot of things on the other side of this that's not that that's going to continue to to produce this type of uh, uh, work environment and family environment. You know, and and do you think um, we lose socially because of that? Somewhat, we lose that social interaction now in this post-COVID. I do, economy? yeah, I yeah. I do definitely. There's something to be said for you know hanging out at the water cooler at work. You know, there's something to be said to go into the movies. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's also something to be said for um, maybe a little bit better lifestyle where you're not sitting in traffic for 90 minutes or things like that, you know. So so there's pros and cons and and remember this, Chris, each one of us is allotted 24 hours every single day. What are we doing with those 24 hours in every single day? How are we prioritizing our lives before COVID, during COVID and after COVID? You know, um, you know, and, and 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 so when when we when we take those concepts and we put them into the economy and then the stock market and the bond market and things like that, that's what we'll focus on here is is how to continue to make money in the environment we're in now and the post-COVID economy coming up. You know, sort of like I always say, down the road and around the corner a little bit. You know, <laughs> so <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so it's important really to to make sure that your your accounts are positioned this way. You know, and, and, and there's all kinds of things that are going to continue to happen. And, and, and one of the things I wanted to point out today is as a result of the COVID economy, you know, we're going to see interest rates extremely low for quite some time. So, so, so savers, people that traditionally save money in banks and bonds and things, you know, who, who are relying on that interest, that dividend to supplement retirement income, it's going to be a tough time. It is. I was talking with a client of mine just yesterday. He's got a CD at a bank that's, that's paying a couple percentage points. It's coming due soon. And guess where it's going to drop down to? Like 0.1, 0.3, something like that. So, so we're going to see this yield-starved environment continue. And so now we've got to figure out ways to take a look at how to get better interest rates, better yield on our money, better interest. And one of those ways is through closed-end mutual funds. And, and a lot of people aren't familiar with these, and, and you really need to take a good look at them. And that's why I say product diversification within your portfolio is really important. Hey, you can go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Um, follow us and like us on Facebook. Sign us. Sign up for our newsletters. They're free. We send out some educational information once a month. Also, you can click on the top right-hand corner in the seminar button. Uh, next week, we'll be putting up uh, some some uh, opportunities for our January webinar series that's going to be coming out. 
And uh, while you're there on the, on the website, check out our library of resources as well as our video that talks about, you know, hey, here's the way a properly structured financial plan should really take a, a, a good look at. Let's go ahead and welcome Sarah on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you today? Yes, I want to find out uh, if I'm qualified to do what I IRA. I am uh, 62, and I have my 401k in the market. It's self-directed, so I want to find out if, at this point, I'm qualified to do Roth IRA and how do I go doing it. Sarah, are you still working? Yeah, part-time. So, so if but you're working right part. Now, if you're working part-time, then you, you have eligible income to put into a Roth IRA. As long as you're earning income and you're, uh -huh. you're paying FICA tax on it, then you qualify to put money into a Roth IRA. There's, a, there's okay. three ways you can put money into a Roth IRA. There's a contribution, which is what you're talking about. Then there's a conversion, where you can convert old traditional pre-tax IRAs into the Roth, and then there's also the rollover from an employer's plan. So, so according to what you're saying, if you're working part-time and your income doesn't exceed the limits, then you can put money into a Roth IRA, absolutely. Okay, so I just open an, a Roth IRA account? Yes, very, very simple. You can go, you know, work with your financial advisor. If you don't have one, uh -huh. we can show you how to go about doing that. We can have one of our advisors give you a follow-up call next week and show you how to do that. You can go to the local bank and do it. You know, all a Roth IRA is basically is just a piece of paper that says, hey, government, treat me or, 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 or you know, make me follow the rules inside this Roth IRA, treat this pile of money according to the rules and regulations, that's what I want to say, of, of a Roth IRA. So that's, that's all that that is, is just a piece of paper. Then you select the investments inside, you and your advisor or you yourself, if you want to use a CD or or a stock or a closed-end mutual fund like we were talking about here this morning, something like that. But, Sarah, I'll go ahead and put you on hold, and Bob will get some contact information from you, and we'll send you out the information on Roth IRAs, how to put money into them, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Appreciate the phone right. call. Thank God bless you. and Merry Christmas. Yep, let me put you on hold real quick. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll keep the phone lines open. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. Just hear those faith bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling, too. Come on, it's lovely weather for us. They ride together with you. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Yep, 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 it's grand, just holding your hand. We're gliding along with a song of a wintry fairyland. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. 
This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Now nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea, call now. 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123. Go ahead and give us a ring here. Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert, is here in studio taking your phone calls. 855-767-3123. Larry. So, Chris, tying this income production thing together in, in retirement years, you know, the, the, the maximum Social Security benefit in 2020 that someone can receive is a little over $34,000 a year. And then you take a look at the bond interest being very, very low, the CD interest being very, very low. Uh, maybe some people have pensions, maybe they don't. Where are we going to drive this income from? You know, when you take a look at, at supplementing retirement income in, in that picture, there's a handful of different ways that investments can give income without selling off the ownership of shares. And that's through interest, through dividends, basically the yield of things, right? Uh, through an annuity income protection rider. You can do it through option trading. And, and again, talking about closed-end mutual funds. So, so I know a lot of people, you know, the, the, they'll send in emails and, and they'll give us some phone calls after the show during the week and stuff like that. And they'll say, hey, what were you talking about? What, what does this point really mean? And my point today is basically this, is we're in a yield-starved environment. In other words, interest rates are very low and they're going to remain low. We need to take a look at the products that are out there that are being offered that give us the opportunity to get a better income yield to supplement our retirement. Excuse me, our retirement income. That's it sounds pretty like there's so many different tools that you can use. You were talking about options trading. You were talking about various other different things. I mean, that just sounds like something that a pro should be doing, not me or somebody who's in the back room trying to manage their own investments. Well, I mean, you got to stay on top of it. You know, if especially if you're doing option trading, Chris, you you've got to watch that Puts pretty much all day. Whatever they call everything. Those yep, you got to watch that all the time, without a doubt. You know, but these closed end mutual funds that I'm talking about today, you know, they they have they're, they're a basket of stocks that are per, put together professionally, you know, and they're going to give you in, uh, a little bit higher opportunity in most cases f- of of income distribution. You know, just like a unit investment trust, a UIT. You know, so, so, you know, so many people are familiar with mutual funds, ETFs, and stocks, right? Well, let's break down stocks. There are stocks out there that are designed for growth. They pay very little or no dividends at all. There are stocks out there that are designed for income, where they're paying a much higher income and growth is secondary. And then there's stocks out there that are in the middle that, you know, they're designed for a little bit of growth, but they're paying an average type of a dividend. You know, and then you take a look at mutual funds. Same thing. You can you can divide it up by those categories too. But now you have two different types of mutual funds: closed-end mutual funds that are designed mainly for income production, and then open-ended mutual funds. 
you know, and then ETFs and ETNs, UITs, Unit Investment Trust. So these are all products out there that, that we use inside client portfolios. You know, a Unit Investment Trust basically is a basket of stocks that are purchased for a 12-month, 18-month, whatever length of time period it is, and they're specifically designed to go after a sector, a theme, something of that nature right there. And, and then afterwards, it's, it's you know, they, they disband it and you start a new one. Um, and it's it's very interesting on how all these products uh, really work when you when you put them all together, especially when you back out and take a look at the big picture of things and say, okay, my time frame is five years till retirement. My time frame is twenty years to retirement. I'm already in retirement and I'm seventy one years old. You know, and what am I going to do now till age ninety five? That type of stuff. You still want to have your sort of bucket theory of money, money that's going to be giving you income the next one to three years, then money that's going to grow a little bit at a moderate type of a growth rate for four to six or seven years, and then money that's going to be eight plus years out on the horizon, you know, because you still need to have growth in your portfolios, even though you're retired, in order to keep pace with taxes and inflation down the road. It's vitally important to understand how to break this stuff all out, and that's what a properly structured financial plan will do. And I usually do this type of a theme every December, the first week in December, because, you know, it's the end of the year, and people want to start sitting down and doing an evaluation and saying, hey, you know what, what does my financial plan look like going forward and things like that. And that's why we have it on our website, LarryRosenthal.com. You can check out the video right there and uh, on the first page what a lot of uh, properly structured financial plan really looks like. And then if you want to get a copy of our financial planning toolkit, uh, which will get you started in building your financial plan, feel free to go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, fire us off an email, and we'll send you out the financial planning toolkit. There's no charge for this. We've sent out thousands and thousands of these over the years. and if, Or just give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. As a matter of fact, we've got about 10 minutes left in the show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855 855- 767-3123 with any of your financial planning or investment questions. Christmas shopping list. You know, Chris has had a very <laughs> long one here uh, this this year. So, yeah, you know what? Uh, I've been know. good, right? I've been good. So You've could... been good. You've been very, very good. Yep, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So, <laughs> so I should get everything on the list. There you go. There you go. And, you know, and then that, that brings us down to... Another another scenario within your investment portfolios, especially these days. You know, we had a caller earlier today talking about he feels that his Roth IRA is being neglected by his advisor. Well, what type of an investment is inside of it? Is it a passive investment? Is it an active investment? Or is it both? You know, you can have something that's that's passively managed and act or passively invested and actively managed, right? I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff that can go on with all of these things. So a passive investment is one that you just buy, and it's just like maybe an index. Like maybe you buy the S&P 500 index fund, and that's it. You know, or you buy an S&P 500 index fund that's actively managed. Maybe they're not putting you know, an equal amount into each stock of the 500, maybe they're, they're weighting it more based off of the size of the companies, or maybe they're weighting it more based off of industry sectors or all different criteria that they can come up with when they're looking at, at, at how, to, how to build that product. Or maybe it's both. 
Maybe from time to time, you, you, you say, you know what, this section of the economy is not doing well. I want to change some money out of that and put some money over into that section right there. So maybe the whole thing is actively managed, even if it's a passive investment. So all this stuff goes into the whole recipe of it all, Chris, when, when, when you're really looking at it. But the bottom line is this. Here's the bottom line. All of your investment strategies need to be pointing towards a unified goal with you and your family, whether it's college funding, saving for a ski condo in Vermont, retirement planning, vacation plans, whatever it may be, okay? It has to be working, all pulling together in the same right direction and being very tax efficient, getting income from reliable, dependable sources, okay? Uh, it really has to, to, to work out that way in order for, for things to be successful. Understand, know what you own, take a look at the markets these days. Are you Im implementing new money, maybe doing it through dollar cost averaging, all different types of scenarios. I see we've got a few callers on the line here. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome Brenda from Virginia. Good morning, Brenda. How are you today? Good morning, Brenda. Larry, I just talked to you on Monday. We had an appointment with you. My mom is visiting from Delaware, and I have some questions for you regarding her. She has um, an IRA that's infidelity. She seems to think that because it came from a TSP that she can't transfer that over to a Roth at this point. Is that true? No. She can do what's called, if the money came out of the TSP, she's rolled it into her IRA, she can do a conversion. She can convert all of that money into it into a Roth IRA or little tiny pieces each year but okay. she's totally eligible there's no income limits there's no age limits no nothing at all she can convert whatever she wants on that well then my second question to that then is at 92 she's got about between 90 and 100,000 in there and if she does convert it, she still has to wait for five years to draw any of it out, correct? That's correct. And people will convert money from traditional IRAs to Roth IRAs for two primary reasons. I'm sure there's more, but these are the two most popular reasons. One, because they want to have, re they want to have tax-free income later in retirement. And two, they want to pass assets on tax-free to their heirs. Okay. So, well, so that, in, th in this yeah. case here, it, it could be interesting. I, I'd be interested to see what your, your mom's tax bracket is, Brenda, um, because if she's in a low 10 or 12% tax bracket, it may be advantageous to take a look at making some of these conversions now. And, and you know, yeah, she has to wait five years, but this money can also pass tax-free to heirs as well, too. Do, do the heirs have to wait five years? No. If it hasn't reached the max? No. Okay. Um, her tax bracket is high enough at this point because she had to pay extra for her Medicare. So uh, okay. well, she's then in a high tax bracket. She doesn't need any of this for income. So the only purpose would be really to pass on the, the, the tax-free money to her heirs. Then you need to take a look at her tax bracket versus the heirs' tax brackets. Okay, because if the heirs' tax brackets are lower, then it might not be in her advantage to go about doing that. Also, the Medicare tax, uh, the Medicare premium tax that she's having to pay because her income's so high, yeah. there's different levels of that under IRMA, okay, which is the Medicare tax. So any conversion money uh, 
that she does from the traditional IRA to the Roth IRA will fall on her tax return. So she could end up paying even more money in Medicare. Uh, okay. premium. So we have to watch that. So so it'd be an interesting conversation. We we need to sort of break all this stuff down for you here. I can't do it on the radio, but but uh, that's what that's the way that we need to do it. Okay, can hang on. I okay, um I guess I better let you go cuz you're on the radio and you only have a few minutes left. I've Thanks got for your 58 help. seconds. Yep. I appreciate the phone call, Brenda. Thanks. You have a great weekend. God bless. You listen to Making Money Sense. We still have callers on the line. I'll go ahead and bring some of them in real quick. Uh, but I've got to close out the show here real fast. We've got people from Ohio and all different places. So you can catch us next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. And between now and then, if you have questions on anything at all, give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That switches over to our toll-free number. People call us all the time with different questions and things. Hey, Larry, I heard you say this, that, and the other on the radio show. I don't want to throw it out there for everybody. And over-under, will Chris open up his, his uh, Christmas light box <laughs> to uh, between now and next week or not and put the put the decorations on his trees. We'll find out. 